0: Right, uh, welcome everyone. I was gonna oh. say Morning, uh, I know. Good morning, <laughs> where, where I am, where Jen is, and where our guest is today, everybody. But welcome to another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. I have no idea what episode we're on here, Jen, but season five.
1: Yeah, the banner is about to pop up.
0: Okay, Damien had asked <laughs> me, and I couldn't tell him. Season so five, episode I five six. Or six. Five. Yeah. Oh, so I got those two numbers correct. right right all right (laughs) Um, so for uh those of you watching or listening live good morning for everybody else good whatever time of day it is thanks for joining us again uh as always i'm your host adam smith with just the tips coaching and with us pretty much as always unless she has kicked me off of the show is our marketing director jen waybore good morning jen good morning adam Uh, And we've got a really cool guest for you guys today. It's not all that often that we have a local or pseudo local uh, real estate agent as a guest for the first time. And that is the case today. So welcome, Damian Nicholson. Good morning, Damian. Good
2: morning. No, I appreciate that. I actually didn't realize I was your first uh, local, pseudo local agent on the the podcast. No, no, no. It's
0: just, it's rare that we get somebody who's never (laughs) been on the podcast before. okay, that makes sense. Yeah, we we, we spend a lot of time uh, kind of grilling our guests to see if they would make good fodder for repeat episodes, so we'll probably do that to you, too. Okay. Um, Yeah, we'll just uh, kind of analyze as we go. There will be a quiz later, so uh, sit tight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But typically what we do is try to get a little bit of background, and yours is pretty diverse. Um, but and then try to lead into how in the world you got into real estate and we've seen some <laughs> unique paths we've had a uh, guest on from California a number of times who was a librarian before he got into real estate that's a unique path but you were in the service army right. I believe yes, and sir. thank you for your service and I'm guessing knowing what I know about you you grew up in the service I did you were you were an army brat Oh, uh, actually, Air Force. Air Force. Okay. Uh, cool. And as a result, you were born overseas. Um. So I went to middle school and high school overseas in Japan. Ah. Okay. In oh, Japan. Cool. Very cool. Um. And how long have you been out? Uh,
2: about three, three and a half years now.
0: Oh, not long. Okay. So you haven't been doing real estate all that long. Not really, not that long. All right, well, then let me back up a little bit so that our audience has some idea of what goes on here because we do a pretty thorough investigation over a pretty solid period of time, a year and a half, tracking a real estate agent's production before we invite them to be on the podcast. Okay. And as a result that you're here, we know you're doing decent business, that you would actually have something to lend to our audience when it comes to, where your business comes from, how you do your lead gen, how your team is structured, how you're putting these technical and tactical pieces in place to have a successful business. And lo and behold, you've done it in a really short time.
2: It's been exciting. It's been, it's definitely been a change. And I'll tell you what, I've absolutely loved the journey. I want want to change it for the world.
0: All right, well, let's talk about how (laughs) you started. I'm guessing you finished your service in Colorado Springs. I did. Yes. Okay. Um, And uh, for those of you that uh, aren't local to the area, Colorado Springs does have a large military population. There are a number of bases, the Air Force Academy. There are Army, Navy, Marine, and Air Force uh, units uh, in Colorado Springs. And it is a big, big part of the population there in Southern Colorado. Um, And where were you actually serving when you finished your tour or tours?
2: Uh, actually here in Fort Carson. Um, although I didn't spend much time here, I spent most of my time either, uh, in Afghanistan or in other States training.
0: Okay. Um, as is common, uh, no question. And that seemed like a good fit for real estate in the Springs. How tell us how <laughs> <laughs> no, where- bridge that gap for us, Damien. Come on.
2: So, I mean, really just one door closed and another opened and, um, uh, so originally when I got out, I had a contract to go to Iraq for a year. And uh, like every other military guy, was didn't know anything about finances, didn't know anything about money. So I thought I'd go contracting, fix my finances, because I really had some goofy credit, um, lots of credit card debt. And uh, three days before shipping out, I didn't realize my con- I was supposed to do a security contract for one specific guy, some higher up. Um, and they called me and they're like, hey, he's not going, you're not going. Good luck. No. Was, oh. Um, three days before leaving and they just dropped me. And I was like, ooh, okay. I was like, so now I don't have a job. I'm now fresh out of the army and I already let go of plan B, C, D, and E. I was like, I have nothing else going for me. Um, so absolutely freaked out, submitted like 200 applications in the first week because I was terrified. And um, an agent from Keller Williams, a recruiter, hit me up and he says, hey, we, we got your uh, application. You want to be a realtor? I was like, I don't know what that means. Yes, I need a job. <laughs> Well <laughs> so now I'm here.
0: I don't know what that means, but sign me up. So
2: yeah, basically that's what happened. And then um part-time uh actually started working with some other guys, built up a short-term property uh rental, short term rental property management business, and then that became huge. And then I, I was continuing to work on my uh real estate license and I realized um, I didn't like property management as much. Um and so finally got into sales and been doing it now full-time for
0: about three years wow okay yeah that's a big hill to climb in a short time frame
2: it was fun it was definitely fun i'm sure it it is
0: this is really great stuff there's no question i i don't think a lot of people see that angle of it they understand that well the ones that have been in it for three years right and that's going to be the survivors, as we put it. We know based solely <laughs> yeah. on the NAR stats that 80% fail in two years. So yeah. if you've been doing it for three, we'll put you into that survivor category for sure. And I'll of course you. you're doing survive and thrive, which is really cool. Um, but tell us how that started out. I mean, how did you, you know, kind of transition then from the property management side to buying and selling?
2: Um. So when I was in property management, um, I. So it was a brand new company. There was, there wasn't any other short-term rental companies out here in Colorado Springs. So I worked, I worked with two brothers and, um, we didn't quite see eye to eye on how things uh, needed to be done. And, uh, so finally I was just like, you know what, I'm going to cut ties with this. This is no longer fun for me. Um, and I had this, I had my real estate license now. I, I hadn't hung it up anywhere. I hadn't done anything with it. So I found a uh, independent broker here in town, um, a local broker and, I actually loved working with him. Uh, I sat down and talked with him and his whole thing was like, Hey, I built my business off door knocking and I had no money. I had like everything I would like was invested into that business. And, um, plus again, that financial status I was in just didn't really have any money to begin with. Um, so I didn't have, I didn't have money to go out and buy leads. So I was like, okay, door knocking. I was like, I can do that. That doesn't cost me anything other than putting some miles on my shoes. I was like, "I've, I've done plenty of that. So Turn around, worked with them for a little bit. Learned how to door knock. Learned how to create those conversations door to door, and um, just kind of built up from there. And then after after a while, I was able to afford a dialer, and now I've, I've built my business primarily off of cold calls.
0: Wow. Okay, so these are two really <laughs> unique angles, right, Jen? Yeah. Uh, this is stuff that blows our mind. Years ago, and don't get me wrong, I'm never going to judge somebody for for how they want to do their lead gen. Mm-hmm. I only judge you if you don't do it. Mm -hmm. I remember years ago, we had a coaching client, a new real estate agent that says he's going to try door knocking. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not something I would do. I don't think the ROI is there in my business for the time spent. It is a time consuming tactic. Although Mm -hmm. let's not pull any punches. There's no expense. Right. None. Right. Okay. So he says, (laughs) Yeah. So he says, I'm going to do four hours every Saturday great more power to you and after a month he calls me and he says well that didn't work I said okay let's slow down a little bit (laughs) you did four hours every Saturday for a month four Saturdays 16 hours which is like one work day in the life of a new agent yeah and so don't tell me it didn't work tell me it sucked tell me you hated doing it but don't tell me that it didn't work if you did every Saturday for a year for four hours that shit is gonna work you got to be constant and consistent in that, like you would with any of your lead gen activities, whether it's social media, video, chasing internet leads. Not something that we would recommend. Again, um, but tell us about these door knocking experiences. You've got to have great stories from it.
2: Oh, I've, I've had some really, some really, really fun ones, and it's funny because everyone tried to scare me away from it. Everybody's like, "Oh, it doesn't work. It doesn't do this." I'm like, "Well, I was like my mentor. He's the one." Door knocking and this is obviously working for him so i was like i, I don't have money so I, I need to go make something happen so i would go out and i would have a minimum i would go knock 200 doors a day um wow so i Holy would go knock on, knock on doors and um anytime he had a listing i would do an open house and i would knock the entire neighborhood and the entire week i would knock the entire neighborhood inviting everyone to the open house um and that's actually how i got my first listing was uh door knocking and and some guy uh, across the street from the open house was like, "Actually, yes, I wanna, I wanna sell." So that's how I ended up picking up my first listing. Um, got my first buyer from door knocking around the open house. Some rent uh, person that was renting, um, and then um, and, and it was funny because uh, the person that that I door knocked happened to be my independent broker's uh, like best friend, and so he kind of like worked worked it out and helped him work with me. So it was it was a weird coincidence. Um, but yeah, on but when starting that, I went three months without a real paycheck. So it took me three months to close my first deal. Um, so on the side, I was having to drive like Uber and um, do a couple other little fun jobs just to keep just so I can pay my bills. But everything I did, I was I had to be primarily focused on real estate because I knew this is where I wanted to be.
0: All right, I and I'm gonna level with you. There was a time, I don't know, maybe five or 10 years ago, where if we caught wind of a real estate agent doing Uber, we knew they weren't all that good at real estate. Mm -hmm. And it was, it kind of became a running joke of sorts. And I sat down and started thinking about it one evening and the struggles I had when I started uh, as a mortgage broker, when I started my mortgage brokerage. Those are, you know, roughly 20 years ago at this point. So it didn't exist. Yeah. And as I sit and think through those, what little of it I can remember now, um, I probably would have done the same. I mean, I could see running Uber or door dashing or whatever <laughs> the case may be to supplement my income until you get your legs under you. Exactly. It's just that that shit didn't exist 20 years ago.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, it absolutely, I mean, it definitely, definitely helped me uh, stay, just barely over over that water, over that edge um, to where I could stay focused in real estate. So if it really wasn't for that, uh, being able to do those things, I probably would have had to go get another full-time
0: job and honestly probably wouldn't be here. So well, um, I think a lot of us would agree that three months is a short time frame.
1: I was going to say three months. I, I so think the general all.
0: recommendation is to have six months of all expenses saved up before you go full-time into real estate. And even that, to me, seems really conservative right now, right? I'm I'm sure shit in El Paso County is, you know, similar to what's going on in the Denver metro area. And we've got something like 25,000 agents for what would normally be a balanced inventory. Not that we've seen that, you know, in 15 years of 25 to 30,000 listings would be a six month inventory in the counties that make up Denver. And we've got like a thousand, twelve hundred. Yeah. And we've got twenty five thousand agents in the metro area or some ridiculous number. And I I think if you really want to make a career out of it, it's going to take some time these days.
2: No, it absolutely does. And that's actually why I love what I love about my businesses, because I'm able I'm able to keep my expenses low. I don't have crazy overhead um, to where I have to make sales happen in order to pay. Pay my bills, and that's exactly what I teach my team. Um, now I do provide some other systems for them, which do cost me money because I can afford them now. But at the time, um, I, I believe in putting in some real hard work to build your business because at the end of the day, you're going to
0: appreciate that a lot more. Well, if you're willing to knock on 200 doors a day, then yeah, I would say that speaks for <laughs> okay. itself. That is hard work for those of you that are uh, that have not been real estate agents that aren't in the real estate. Uh, game as it were, that that's not your career. Maybe you're a loan originator, other parts of our audience, financial planners, insurance people, etc. I I cannot fathom knocking on 200 doors a day.
2: I personally enjoyed it. The way I saw it was best case scenario. I I created a relationship with somebody. Worst case scenario, I went for a
0: nice walk. Yeah, best <laughs> case scenario, you get your steps in. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that is mind boggling. I mean, I good on you. No question. That is some serious dedication to uh, perform that kind of activity. And ladies and gentlemen, this is a prime example. This shit works. Door knocking works. Being authentic in live Facebook video works. Whatever it is that you think you want to do and work on And participate in, in order to up your lead gen game, in order to find buyers and sellers, in order to find buyers and borrowers and uh, whatever your uh, gig happens to be, just be constant and consistent about it. You cannot work some angle for 16 hours and throw your hands up and say, well, that didn't work. Because if you have the kind of commitment that Damien had when he started knocking on doors, 200 a day, it's going to work. And now we know Damien's a successful agent. We know it's only been a few years that he's been an agent. And he already alluded to having a team. Tell us about that, Damien. What's your team look like? What's that structure?
2: Uh, so this is actually a brand new venture. Uh, so a team, Blue Cord Homes. Uh, so first off, I, I don't want to be the uh the agent. I, I want I didn't want to brand me. I wanted to brand the team. Uh Blue Cord is uh, so as an infantryman in the army uh when you graduate infantry school you get a blue cord so that's kind of my playback to my military experience and uh funny enough i've gotten a couple borrowers from that uh in the military community those who because we do have a huge infantry division fourth id uh here at fort carson in colorado springs so with that being said um we turn we turn around and so anyway started branding that and then just started that last like july august um, and I really started off when I went to Keller Williams for a little bit, managed someone else's team, me and the team leader didn't agree with how, uh, we should do things. He was more transactional. I was more relationship based. And so we really bet butted heads. I finally said, nope, not doing the team thing. And then I had people poking and prodding me saying, Hey dude, like start a team, start a team. And I was like, I am not financially prepared to do that. And I was like, there's no way I'm doing that. Uh, starting a team. Anyways, uh, July, August of last year, turned around and finally started getting things up and going. Uh, started playing my first agent, Jordan Denman. Um, she had been in real estate for about a year. They closed one transaction, was kind of struggling to get her get her wheels turning. And so I showed her cold calls. I showed her how, how to plug in my systems. And funny enough, found out that my systems were duplicatable. So I was like, okay, so like my systems work. I've tested on one person. Now I can start uh, branding myself as a team and start really uh, amping that up. Now I currently have four agents, two employees, and I have three people work on their license to come work for me. So right now, it's all brand new agents that are coming in to work with me.
0: So, tell, tell us about the employees. What do they do? <clears throat> so right now, I what are their roles.
2: roles? So right now, I have an ISA, um, and her sole deal is just to make cold calls, um, five to six hours a day. Um, and I pay her an hourly wage. And then I also have Amy, who is my assistant and primarily TC work right now, because again, she's a little bit newer to the business. Uh, so right now, so right now, primarily TC stuff. So file management, keeping me in compliance, stuff like that. And then eventually I'll have, I'll have her help me put together my marketing materials for new listings, uh, manage appointments and stuff like that. But as of right now, primarily just file compliance, because right now I want her to learn the business first before I give her more, more stuff.
0: Okay. Um, and I, I can't express to our audience uh, how important good operations, good operations people, good operations systems, just good ops are to making a successful business. we have I'm guilty party number one. I probably <laughs> have the best ops systems for uh, th- this type of business that could be found. But I suck at building up the sales side and you got to kind of do them both equally incrementally uh, to make it really sustainable. And I come across a lot of people that are really solid at building up the sales side. I've got a bunch of great agents. They do really good work, no problems finding buyers and sellers, but the transactions are tough because they don't have the kind of operations support staff that they need to be making sure that the process is smooth. Once they have buyers and sellers, And, of course, if it's not, then, you know, we're really struggling to have buyers and sellers that are going to use us again, refer more people to us, those kinds of things. Exactly. Yeah, pretty solid. And then tell me again, you said there were four agents, not including you? Yes, not including me. I got four agents. All right. Well, this seems like it's about spot on for where, you know, team structure would be a smaller team, but this is brand new. This is brand, brand new to you. Yeah. Brand new. In fact, to me. you I'm were really stupid. resistant about this shit for a long time. <laughs>
2: I, I was extremely resistant towards building a team because I had such a negative experience and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do my own thing. Um, but honestly, I, I absolutely love coaching other agents. I have other agents throughout the country that I, I currently coach. Um, I don't get anything for it. I just, I just, it's something I enjoy. Um, Mentorship
0: is a cool thing.
2: I, I've absolutely loved it. And me being uh i was a leader in the army been a squad leader been been a team lead and like leading soldiers and and those kinds of areas and then coming back and doing this it it gives me that sense of um responsibility again so it's nice
0: are the people you're mentoring ex-military two of them are two of them okay um and I would assume, and uh, thanks to uh, a colleague of ours, Jason, commenting on LinkedIn about this, um, military guys are the best. The work ethic is top notch. The ability to systemize, to uh, you know, time block, to uh, really you know, be given a task and execute a task is phenomenal. Um, And I think that's true in lead gen. I think that's true in work habits. I think that's true in all walks of life. I'd be willing to bet that Damien made his bed this morning. I
2: did. Yeah.
0: (laughs) See, this kind of thing. So when you set out this standard of knocking on 200 doors a day, you met it. You were given an order and you followed it. Now, granted you gave it to yourself, but I think that kind of background really lends well to the kind of constancy and consistency and regimen that we need in order to be successful in our lead gen, in order to be successful in our business. Obviously, lead gen's at the core of that. Um, For all of you that are in any of these games, I got news for you. If you don't have buyers and sellers, if you don't have borrowers, if you don't have insureds, none of the rest matters. you you, you do not need to know how to negotiate a contract if you don't have a buyer or seller it's not a problem
2: that is exactly what i teach my team because the funny part is i got two agents that that uh were in that boat where they were part of other uh companies i'm not gonna say who but they were so focused on building a sales uh like learning how to to build out a contract learning how to create marketing materials i'm like stop focusing on that that's all junk nobody cares just go create conversations and that's all I want from you. Just go create conversations. As soon as you can learn how to do that, then I'll teach you how to write a contract. Then I'll teach you how to do the other aspects of business because none of it matters unless if you can't pick up a client. I was like, you've already right. seen it in, in your first. And that's where most agents fail. Is they come in and they feel busy. But they're not n- doing money producing activities.
0: They are busy. <laughs> they, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to come in on Monday morning and I'm going <laughs> to spend an hour figuring out what my business card should look like. And then I'm going to go screw around on social media and maybe change my profile picture in a couple of places. Although I'm going to fail at being consistent about it across all platforms. And then, whoa, I got, I got to go have lunch. I got lunch plans. And then I'm going <laughs> to come back and I'm going to work on a flyer that I was thinking about for a couple hours. Then I got to go get my kids from school.
2: Yeah, that's, that's, I've heard that story so many times and it, and it drives me crazy. It absolutely drives me crazy. I'm like, why are you focusing on, on all that junk? And none, none of it matters. One of my, one of my, um, so there's there's a video I took. I was about four or five months into the business, just got like my first couple closings, and um, it was funny because I I went out and you know Colorado. One minute it's raining, another minute it's snowing and hailing, and then it's sunny again.
0: So I'll drive. It choose. was it Go was ahead. a three
2: season day. Got it. it. Was a three season day. So it was nice and sunny where I was at. I drive to the north side of town. And uh, as soon as I got there, I had my flyers, which was uh, just very, very simple. Just like, hey, this we got an open house. Come swing by from 11 to two Saturday and Sunday. That's all it was. I had 200 flyers. And as soon as I parked there, it started hailing. And I was like, oh, I'm already out here. I don't (laughs) care. I'm doing it. You got out of the car in the hail. I <laughs> so started hailing. And so started oh my hailing. Gosh. I got I got a little selfie video that I took to myself. I said, hey, I don't care what it... I told myself when I got into this, I didn't care what it was going to take. I was going to get out here. I was going to hustle. I was going to knock on these doors. I was like, so I'm not going to let this be an excuse. So I was knocking on doors. And it was funny because I got a listing on this day. Um, knocking on doors with soaking wet flyers, soaking wet business cards. <laughs> and uh, this guy finally invites... After like 100... 150 doors. Some guy, some guy opens his door. He's like, I cannot hear a thing you're saying because there's so much. Here. I was like, come inside my house. So, he, so he turns around, invites me into his home. He's like, what are you doing out here? I was like, listen, I was like, I'm a new agent. I told myself I wasn't gonna let myself fail, whether it was due to weather, snow, don't care. I was like, I was going to make it happen. So I'm here to create conversations. And he was like, you know what? He's like, I've never seen anybody do that. He's like, I'm actually looking to list my house next month. He's like, I'm looking for an agent. Will you, can I hire you?
0: And I was like, absolutely. Wow! That's awesome! Fantastic! Very cool. Yeah, never mind the concussion from the hail. <laughs> absolutely, I don't recommend it. Don't, if
2: it's if hailing, go. You can take that day off. Go Jen.
0: Do a little digging <laughs> and find that video, would you? Right. Of, of Damian uh, door knocking in the hail, mm-hmm. which uh, by the way is another fantastic piece that you recorded. It. Yeah, so so I you can recorded absolutely this. That. You were obviously yeah. authentic as hell with this guy that invited you into his home look I'm a new agent and I'm gonna do whatever the hell it takes to become successful and he recognized and appreciated that and yeah here, sell my home
2: yeah it, it, I mean it was, it was fun I, I love that I'm really glad I have that in my memory bank and I'm able to and I'm so glad I took a video of that because I'm able to show my team I'm like listen I've been in the trenches i like I will make cold calls with you if that's what takes you to get up and going
0: that is fantastic. Tell, let's talk about that. What is your team doing for lead gen? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you've got somebody banging the phones doing cold calling. Yep. So we're- um,
2: so actually, I got my whole team. Uh, I teach them how to cold call. I teach them how to door knock. Those are the primary things I teach them. Now, I currently got a social media marketing team up and going for me. That's a new thing. Uh, we got a couple buyers from that. So that should be fun. And all that stuff is being passed off to them um but basically i tell them so my one minimum criteria uh is hey if you want leads you need 50 co- cold contacts per week like not follow-ups you need 50 new people that you need to talk to i don't care if it was a yes i don't care if it was was no i don't care you can't control results what you can control is your work ethic and the work that you put in so i'm just like put in the work i don't care if you go on instagram and create 50 conversations about real estate on instagram just go do something active um now me personally i I love Cold Calling, I love door knocking, so I harp on those. But uh I got another gentleman, uh Aaron, he's a uh, newly licensed about 2 months. He's already gotten he's about to close a second deal already. Um but he absolutely loves TikTok. He posts a TikTok video every single day. He's already picked up two buyers and uh, right now he's got a seller that we're about to
0: close um uh, actually in about 2 weeks because of that. Ah, but he's constant and consistent awesome. about He's
2: constant and consistent. Every single day he's doing a TikTok video. That is I mean, fantastic. Not doing that. He's in the office doing cold calls, which he just recently picked up a, uh, which he, uh, he did pick up a list, a million dollar listing appointment off of it. So
0: all right, now here's the trick question: Do you know his TikTok handle? <clears throat> his TikTok handle? Uh huh. What does that mean? His, his username. His, his username his on TikTok. Username. Oh, gotcha.
2: Yeah, real Aaron
0: Isaac. Real Aaron Isaac. All right, we're gonna track that down and share some of that content too. Um, and yeah, good on Aaron again. I. Really think that there are dozens, hundreds, maybe thousands of ways to do this kind of activity from something as old school as cold calling or door knocking, and it is, let's not pull any punches, to something (laughs) as modern as TikTok and Reels. And yeah, guys, if you're constant and consistent in your activities, it's going to pay dividends, absolutely there's no question about it um yeah I, I just can't emphasize that enough and yeah it's just phenomenal well you're still doing real estate deals of your own now absolutely no are I'm you still, still knocking on doors
2: uh knocking on doors not quite as much uh because i can i'm able to sit at the comfort of my office and hit the phones bang the phones yeah. so primarily i do cold calls but uh a lot of times about the only times i go out and door knock now is if I have a buyer that's very specific, like I love this neighborhood, XYZ, i Z, I'll go let that entire neighbor, neighborhood know. And the best way to do that is by knocking on doors. I'll turn around and go hit that entire neighborhood and say, hey, I have a buyer that's very adamant about wanting to be in your neighborhood. Do you happen to know anybody that's interested in selling or have you thought about it?
0: And, and right now, buyers are willing to give up their firstborn to do it, so. yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and if there are people out there willing to sell houses in that environment, you can have my firstborn. She's all yours. Sorry, Lisa. You're
1: giving Lisa away? I'm, I'm giving Lisa away.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, no question. You guys, you guys can have her. Absolutely. This is the struggle of the buyer today without equivocation. Um, that's that's but, crazy
2: for you guys. It's crazy.
0: Oh, the whole thing is... Uh, crazy it is absolute looney tunes what's going on in the real estate market every major metropolitan area nobody's immune Um, the Goldman Sachs report last month said because of the demand the supply and demand I think it's a supply issue more than a demand issue um, major metropolitan areas can expect a 20% gain this year which puts us at about 50% in three years time that's insane. That's insane. It's absolutely insane. insane. Yeah, there's no question about it. And I don't want to get into all the ins and outs about how we're, you know, <laughs> uh, all, all of you people out there that are touting yourselves as luxury brokers. Well, I guess what? All of you out there that want to be luxury brokers. Well, guess what? Owning a home in future years is going to be a luxury. So you're going to all be luxury brokers. So yeah, <laughs> t- just hang in there and wait because the market's going to force that hand. Um, but yeah, it's absolute Looney Tunes what goes on in the real estate market now, and I really do think there might be a few offers written out there where the firstborn is included.
1: So. Didn't we hear about one where it was like Netflix for a year was included?
0: I, I've seen free tacos for a year. Yeah, I've seen the free tacos. I haven't. I
1: seen saw net. Netflix.
0: Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, And Netflix
1: is getting expensive, so. Yeah, well, all the streaming
0: services are. I'd I'd throw in Hulu and Prime and (laughs) even Paramount so that people can uh, stream their 1883. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. No question. God, it is absolute Looney Tunes. So what do you think the coming years are gonna look like. And Jen, yeah, I know I see you glaring that we're over time, but Damien's been a great guest. I'll bet we <laughs> ask him back. What um glaring. Okay, you're not Looking glaring um, what what do you think the next five years bring for League Gen for you and your team? What does it look like? Do we eventually get them all on TikTok?
2: Um so social media is gonna be obviously the big push. Uh and there's p- plenty of free content to where you don't have to pay a bunch of people to, ha- to to basically do that for you but I do plan on hiring a legit social like in-house social media team uh, probably in the next like two three years uh, right now I want to get my team into production uh, and then from there uh, get to a point where I can step out and just run operations um so that's right now a two to three year goal so in, in the next five years I see I see a nice social media platform um, public speaking has always been an interest of me of mine um, so that that's basically the five-year goal is just really get my team up in production and then probably start. So the same way, like the army does it, uh, you have your platoon, you have your squads and then teams underneath them. Basically kind of a, kind of a same uh, transition. I have a couple team leads and I basically focus on them. I'm like, okay, like how can I help you and your, you and your teams? And then eventually just, I just run operations. That's ultimately the goal.
0: Okay. Jen, get Damien booked for another episode. <laughs> um, Damien
1: needs to talk with Jason Sharon.
0: Uh, yeah, Damien mm-hmm. should talk with Jason, no question. Jason's uh, a colleague of ours, a mortgage uh, broker in Charleston, South Carolina, okay. um, and his team structure is phenomenal. Um, he is he has really done that well. In fact, I went out to see him the weekend after Thanksgiving and went to his office. Well, he took me to his office in his Lamborghini, so I went to his office <laughs> willingly, <laughs> very willingly, and um, And it's a quiet weekend. I think it was Sunday, in fact. Uh, It may have been a Sunday. Um, So really not a whole lot going on. And I was actually able to see everything, all the marker boards and all the desks and even how the team is structured with what proximity they work with other team members in day-to-day kind of thing. And it was really, really impressive. He is a, a, a badass at this kind of stuff, no question. But this is... The two things we really focus on at Just the Tips are lead Jen. And yeah. we talk a lot about banging the phones. I still do it every day. And we talk an awful lot about social media, or Jen does anyway, because she is that person at my mortgage company that you eventually want. No, yeah. you cannot have her. Um, <laughs> but that—that that is I mean, she is, and she has some help on, on our, in uh, her little world in our office as well. But she basically is... A social media manager of sorts for our companies. Um, So that's a very big deal. But then we make this enormous pivot from lead gen into team structure. And we talk about how that first person comes on board, and the second, and the third, and sales versus ops, and on and on. So, yeah, as far out as we're booked on the podcast, Mm-hmm. We're at, Jen, April or May of twenty three. April. Mm-hmm. April of um, 23. The timing will be really good. So yeah, let's get okay. Damien back on the show. And now you're glaring.
1: Yeah. So yeah. all right, so take
0: us home. Wrap it up for us, Jen.
1: <laughs> all right, guys. As always, text TIPS to 63566 to find out everything you could possibly want to know and probably things you don't want to know about the Just the Tips team. You can book a free hour of coaching with us. You can get a copy of Adam's book, Just the Tips. I'm still getting used to this new camera and where things are um both of our events were in full planning mode for social media day denver which is thursday june
0: 30th Uh, that'd be a good one for damien and his team Mm
1: -hmm. yeah thursday june 30th at metro state university full day of social media content and then mile high mastermind september 16th and 17th at the University of Denver. Um, And I haven't even told Adam this, but Jason Sharon is our first committed speaker for the event this year. Really cool to hear him talk about systems and structure and all that. Um, So if you are interested in speaking, or you know anyone who would be a great speaker, or you just want more information, again, text TIPS to 63566. Uh, We do not have a show next Monday, so (gasps) we'll be back in two weeks. Yeah, I know. No show for Valentine's
0: Day. I know. Oh yeah, it's Valentine's Day. I, I better that's get the, not why
1: we're not having a show. I better get the wife a gift. <laughs> you, yes, <laughs> yes, you should.
0: All right. Should be, I already spilled the beans because usually we'll have a conversation a couple of weeks ahead. I didn't spill those beans, okay. but the conversation will be: Are we doing gifts this year or not? Usually not, because why? If we want stuff, we have that stuff. It's it's ridiculous. But yeah, I I did spill the beans that yeah you're on the hook because I did get you a gift this year. So. <laughs>
1: i'll be in new york or dc that day so oh that's that's what it
0: is yeah Yeah. it's it's hard to run this show without jen running the show well damien thank you so much (laughs) i know it's hard to carve a half hour and now we're probably more at like 45 minutes to uh do this with us on a monday uh, especially considering you your production your team on and on um so yeah i cannot uh, express my gratitude for that enough Uh, and I hope that uh, you would be as willing to do another episode as we are to have you.
2: No, absolutely. This was a ton of fun. I appreciate you guys having having me on the show.
0: Absolutely. Well, we will certainly make that happen, and uh, yeah, Jen, why don't you run our extra, and Damien, stick with us. We'll talk for a couple of minutes off air. Sounds good.